With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Dream Team Tonic, proudly sponsored by Beer52. Thank you to all those people who have used the um, sign-up code in the last few weeks and got themselves a free case of eight unique craft beers from Beer52 and all they had to do is pay the delivery cost of £5.95. Um, the website, for those of you that don't know it, is beer52.com slash tonic. Um, no spaces, it's not case sensitive. Just get that entered into your browser and pick yourself up. Eight unique craft beers from Beer52. It's the largest beer club in the world. Um, me, Ben and James have been enjoying them for the last few weeks. Uh, I've got to say, that there's, there's some pretty good beers in there. Um, beers that you wouldn't usually find. Each month, members are sent a case with a different theme. There's lots of, lots of different themes. There's been Belgium, North and South Korea, California, New Zealand. I mean, when, when have you ever found yourself sipping a, a craft ale from North Korea? Uh, it's not very often. Um, this gives you the opportunity to sample some, some fine ales and fine, fine beers from around the world. If you don't like the dark ales, there is a pale ale option. So just choose the light option. Um, you can pause or cancel the subscription at any time. It comes with a magazine and two snacks. Everything everything to set you up to listen to the Dream Team Tonic Lads uh, talk you through the game weeks. Um, the theme changes every month, so you're never drinking the same ales. So yeah, again, go to beer52.com forward slash tonic. Um, you don't need to enter the code in there. That'll take you directly to the page, which will uh, get you this sign-up offer. So welcome to episode nine of the Dream Team Tonic podcast. Um, with me, as usual, is the co-host, James. you there, James? I'm here, mate. Ben, you there? Hiya, mate. All right, pal. And after a late fitness test, we have been joined by Fergie, uh, suffering from COVID. But you're well enough to join us. Are you there, mate? I am, buddy. It's great to be on. Thank you very much for having me on again. Oh, we're happy to have you on. We were uh, getting a bit nervous. We thought we might be, be missing you for a month, but uh, it's good to have you on. Glad that you're recovering, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, you might as well start us off, Fergie, with your team and it shows how well that's done this 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 week. Because I have to flipping out what a week. <laughs> I, I, was, I was saying I, I can't I can't ever remember a week like it in Dream Team having such a low scoring uh, weekend. Um, I scored I scored a massive massive eleven points this weekend. Um, I do have Sanchez <laughs> playing as we speak actually. So actually as we speak I can brag a little bit because I'm on sixteen points, aren't we? Because you're on for a clean sheet with five minutes gone. But um, yeah, I've got uh, Sanchez in goals. I've got Trent, who scored a minus two. I got Maguire. I think I think he got his first rating or his second rating of the season. Wow! Uh, for uh, three points, I got Rudiger minus one. Uh, Bruno blank. Torres did not play. Traore blank. Uh, ben Rama with three, and then Lukaku and Ronaldo both blanks, and Salah with eight points. So a tough old uh, a tough old week, and um, but. I think I think it's probably fair to say, looking at yours guys' scores and kind of looking at the leaderboards <laughs> and things that you know a lot of a lot of us had a tough week, didn't we? I think. Yeah, it's been one of those Definitely. weeks, hasn't it? Definitely. We've we'll, uh, gone to my side. Only marginally better. Fourteen points for me. 
Um, Allison minus two, Alexander Arnold minus two, Robertson minus one. Um, not weren't expected against Brentford, to be fair. Um, but there you are. Um, the only scoring defender, Semedo, got me a clean sheet yesterday, but then come off injured. So, a bit of a tough week for it back line. Fernandez missing that last minute penalty. Uh, zero points. Mares zero. Ben Ramu I brought in um, for the not playing Torres. Um, got me three points. Traore came on and strangely never managed to uh, never managed to get to his uh, usual seven rating. If Jimenez had have squared to him in the last moment, oh, he would have got the goal. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he squared through. I mean, Jimenez probably had to go through his head saying, nah, he can't finish his dinner this one. I can't give him ball. He would have had no chance. But it was there, weren't it? It was it such was. an easy pass. It was. Devastated. But, yeah, Lukaku and Ronaldo both blanking and Salah just doing the business as usual. He could have had a, a bit of a hat full Salah. He But, yeah, 14 points. Like you say, everyone's at the same boat, really. Uh, unless you've got the, the Chelsea... Uh, the... City block. I think a few of them teams did well. Uh, ben, go on. Enlighten with how, how well your team did, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm doing even better than you guys. Eight points so far. <laughs> with Sanchez Sanchez playing now. Um, Alexander-Arnold minus two. Cresswell, zero. Regulon, zero. But he got an assist, so better than uh, minus two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wan-Bissaka, uh, customary se- uh, fr- uh, seven rating and a three points, but he's suspended for the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, zero. Torres did not play, hoping he plays in the Champions League. Barnes, minus one for a booking. Salah, eight. Kane, zero. Ronaldo zero. <laughs> Tough week. Tough week. <laughs> Awful. Bring yeah. on the transfers. <laughs> right, James. Go on. <clears throat> now, I think Fergie, you need to get your violin out, mate, because um, <laughs> I've only got I've only got eight points myself. Um, shocking, a shocker of a game week, as a, as a lot of people have have, have had. I mean, I've brought in. Ryan Bertrand, who's got me the grand total of minus three so far. He got minus one this week. Um, I've got Reese James, who I, got, I thought I'd get him in nice and early um, last week. Uh, he's now, it looks like he's now out injured for some time. Um, Sorry, man. Uh, it's not having a, look, a lot of luck at the moment. According to Ben Dinnery, the average time out for a high ankle sprain is 56 days. The quickest return is 28 days, and the longest is 113 days. So um, I think Reese James is going to have to come out um, as one of the first transfers, unfortunately. So my grand plan of getting on the Chelsea defence ahead of the game um, is uh, backfired. But that's just bad luck, really, isn't it? So yeah, of course. I'm, he's a good asset, and um, I'll be looking to get him back in at some point when he's fit. Um, Salah was the only highlight for me this week. He's considering to he's continuing to be Mister Consistent. He's returned in every game week. I mean, he only got three in one get in one week, but uh, he hasn't had a he hasn't had a blank yet. Um, so he's doing well. The rest of the team is similar to everyone else's. So 
um, only eight points. Um, <clears throat> um, oh yeah, and I just wanted to say um, a shout out to Connor who had um, Sar as his goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got star man uh, and ended up with um, with the assist and um, and fifteen points. I mean. Some people have all the luck, don't they? Yeah, he's got more assist. <laughs> got more assist than Adama Traore for Wolves, than hasn't he? The oh, goalkeeper. Sarah's <laughs> the only player to get an assist, isn't he? In the whole Wolves team. I was reading earlier. Bloody hell! That's that is crazy. mad, mad, isn't it? It's incredible. <clears throat> well, so that's the uh, that's that part out of the way. <laughs> uh, a little bit traumatic. Those scores, but. <laughs> I think last week we did have some quite low scores and once the uh, European games, the cup games, I think it was, that came around, just seemed to boost them up, ended up on having going from a slow week to quite a very good week last week. So it can all change during yeah, this week. Yeah, we're only halfway there. Yeah. Um, right. We'll dive into some questions. Uh, Andrew Barnett has asked, after Villa's result this weekend against United, I feel that we can't be 100% sure of a win or a clean sheet. Forgetting the extra Euro games, can you name two midfielders and two defenders, less than two and a half million, that you would feel confident of setting and forgetting? James, for the next six game weeks, game weeks he's saying. the next six weeks. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, um, there isn't a lot at two and a half million. No. Um, you're struggling at that point, which, which does sort of suggest that maybe... You need to be looking at the balance of the team, but if I think you've got to be, even if you move that budget up to three million, there's not a great deal of choice. Um, it's only the premium, certainly in the defence, it's only the premium um, defenders that seem to be returning any points at the moment. Um, so yeah, United have been disappointing, um, um, like, like you've suggested in your question. I think if you, the only players I could pick out was some. Um, Decore of for two point four million. He's got thirty one points so far. Um, Damari Gay two point four million as well. Twenty nine points um, in the midfield slots that is. Um, and for Wolves have some good fixtures. Um, if you want to take that risk, uh, Roman Sice is two two point four million. He's got twenty four points so far. Um, Eric Dyer. Um, he's obviously potential rotation risk there, but um, he seems to be starting at the moment. He's only 2.3 million, and they've, they've kind of got past those cu- a couple of tricky fixtures now, and their, their run going into October isn't, isn't bad. Like I said, there's a, not a lot of choice at, those, at this sort of uh, 2.5 million and less budget you've given us, um, Andrew. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'd be considering any of these set and forget, though. Um, Going yeah. forwards, Villa, Villa's fixtures are getting a bit better. They might provide a bit of value at the back. Um, but yeah, we're really scraping the barrel at uh, two and a half million and less, I'm afraid. Don't, don't, don't shoot me, but Spurs, <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, their assets, the defensive assets, especially at the start of the season, we said about how cheap they were and if there were any value, it was in the Spurs side. They ended up keeping three clean sheets in the first three games. Um and it and it all looked good. The fixtures though now for Spurs mm. are very good. Yeah, I, I mean that result yesterday. I mean you'll be first admit Fergie. They were completely out of sorts, lacking ideas. Arsenal were pretty good. 
I don't know whether that's Spurs make, made him look that good or it was a bit of both. Uh, but Spurs' assets are still very cheap because obviously they've dropped again. And that, and that run of fixtures, what do you think, Fergie? Yeah, I think you know, in in fantasy, it's always it's it, you know it's always about looking forward. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we said on, on last month's pod when I was on when Arsenal had just lost their last three, looked absolutely awful. You know, I think we said Arsenal, Arsenal are too good, you know, to just yeah. lose every game. And it's probably you know it's the same for Spurs, right? They like every team has a slump, and you know, yeah. obviously Spurs are massively in the middle of a slump at the moment, but but they will turn, you know, they will turn around at some point and I think, you know, it's it's kind of astute fantasy management to kind of take some take a gamble now and then, you know. And um yes, it's worth remembering that um, you know, we're we're only kind of one sixth you know, through the European spell now as well. And uh obviously, as you guys just reminded me of it, um Spurs Spurs, Spurs drew an opening game. But they've got, you know, a lot of um of games to play so you know i think yeah they've um, got a cracker on thursday i think it's worth looking yeah you know it is it is worth looking and not just kind of writing off players i mean you know and arsenal players a prime example you know in this last month of teams like really good teams only need a flick of a switch to turn on their form and spurs definitely one of them yeah yeah the players are too good to to just like you can't write them off for a season no exactly Um, it's just a slum Uh, what about about you ben obviously we kind of Gone away from the two and a half million thing, but Spurs assets are that low, uh, only priced. Um, one th- one that I I seen was Ogbonna at West Ham. Yeah, um, good fixtures, uh, cheap. I know he's under two and a half million. Um, two point one. Two point one million. That didn't. They're not keeping the most clean sheets, West Ham. But no, with the fixtures, they're going to have the opportunities to, and they right. could easily uh, rack rack a few together. Um, yeah. And, I and just again, uh, sorry, mate. I just know I noted there when I looked at West Ham um, when they played Diop in the side, they played him in the Europa League and in the Carling Cup against United, and they come out with clean sheets in both games. He's <laughs> he's averaging eight points a game. He's only played wow. two games. If if he could be in the side, maybe that could strengthen the side. But uh, yeah, just keep an eye on him. But Ogbonna, Ogbonna's not really got many points. I think he's got about three points, but he's so cheap and he's starting all the Premier League games. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be one, like you said. I know, Ben, you uh, you messed me a player last week, didn't you, as well? Um, Salisu. Yeah. For Southampton. Obviously not in Europe. Mm. But I just look, he is on um, 32 points. And he's he got three star men, is it, Ben? I think he got two star man and a, and a goal. He got a goal last week. Yeah, and their and their fixtures have been really really tough, but they're really mm. um, improving as well. I think he's two point one. I want to say, which um, you know, just looking for for anyone to kind of fill. Yeah, you know, if he's if he's scoring well on the matrix and the fixtures looking good, he could be one. Um, looking at others like Luckman, a two million for Leicester. Obviously, you know, will will. Play a part, and and Harvey Barnes now. I think he's down now to three point three. I want to say, now again, it kind of looking forward. Leicester have been pretty awful, but their fixtures do turn now, and they do improve. And um, yeah. Bertrand, as, Jay, as James can attest to, yeah. I got Bertrand in one of my teams. <laughs> he looks, he just looks a, like he looks a really good pick because yeah. he's a fantastic player mm. playing for a really good team. 
but he just can't seem to do anything at the moment. I've got him in a couple of, of, of different formats and he's been awful, but if he can just score, you know, if he can just take a lot a couple of points every week at that price, that's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he's he's on. He's been taking all the corners and free kicks as well. So exactly, yeah. it's an interesting pick, but just they can't seem to keep a clean sheet at the moment. You say that awful out of turn with the fixtures, though. Yeah, decent fixtures coming up. Would you be keeping Bertrand then if you had him in your side bend? Do you think? Um, if I had to, yeah, budget wise. Yeah, well, we've probably... got transfers coming up. I, I think he's he's one of the first on my list to get out, but um, mm. I might I probably need another Chelsea guy in there. Then I'll have to downgrade elsewhere. To he's only worth two million, so yeah. Um, but he's got remember he's got two games as well, hasn't he? He's got the European games, so yeah, that's could, true. Could yeah. gain you some points back playing against uh, Legia and Spartak. Mm. Yeah, and he's got the cup game as well, Brighton. So plenty of games mm. there. Silver at Man City is 2.8, which is quite yeah. cheap. And he tends to go on a run every now and then, don't he? Mm. Um, you know, with, with this, this this mixture now, they've got all these matches. He'll play, you know, he'll play at least once a week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ar- He's Arsenal. good, he? uh, Arsenal's got uh, nice fixtures as well. And they seem to have turned a corner now. Uh, Smith Rowe's only 2.3 million. That's cheap. Yeah, and he's... Uh, Eight, 18 points in the last two games, uh, two goals and uh, one assist. Good stuff. Obviously, the only trouble is Arsenal, you're used to them being in Europe, they're not in Europe this year. Yeah. So two games less, but they do have the cup game. They still have the cup game, I was about to say yeah. that, yeah. But against Leeds. Yeah, Leeds at home. Nice, really nice run, I think. Just on the question, I suppose, you know, of, of Europe and non-Europe. So... Uh... Last year, you know, I was very much pro Europe. Yeah. In it, you know, all you know, all my players had to play in Europe. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on, you know, on, on that at the moment? Are, are any of you getting any kind of clamorings to move away and move on to maybe some Arsenal players, you know, or maybe Leeds mm-hmm. players or anything like that? Or are you all pretty much kind of sticking with the European teams? I think uh, last year it was a lot easier to get straight on to all the European players because there yeah. wasn't so many, um, how would you say, big hitters like, uh, yeah. what, what do you call them again? Freemiums. 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 On, on, on the freemium, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't so many last year. There was only like Fernandez, uh, Kane, Salah, they, and KDB, but he was pretty much in and out, weren't he? Yeah. So, but this year now with this, the, the big three up front and with Salah, uh, with... Um, De Bruyne are back and Fernandez. It's it's a bit harder, I think. So well, they've priced the Chelsea defenders as well. Is really yeah. tough, and they've risen yeah. so quickly as well, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're going to need a couple of um, enablers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you're looking at it now. I mean, probably looking at that. You look at that City back line. You look at that Chelsea back line. You probably wanted a bit of both, mm. or you wanted to block one of them at least, and. Um, it's trying to do that with them front three. Obviously, you're leaving Kane out. You're probably going to have to sacrifice Fernandez. Or are you going to even be able to get De Bruyne? Mm. It's going to be so tough to have a bit of everything. So it's, it's going to be a, a, a big balancing act. It's going to be interesting to see which 
which uh, tactic comes out on top, mm. whether it's going to be going he- really heavy at the back line and, and, and sacrificing completely the midfield or having a bit of both, like you say, maybe an enabler at back, enabler in midfield, and then having De Bruyne or Fernandes or uh, a Chelsea block or a City block. Yeah. I, I do think... Um... I think it's worth considering having one non-European player, if if that player's in form and um, getting points. Some of these big hitters, or some of these mid-priced players that, you know, particularly in the midfield that we've got, aren't necessarily tearing up trees. I think if you could sacrifice one of those for a real cheapie, it could uh, enable you to spend the funds throughout the rest of the team to have that good front line and those couple of Chelsea defenders. I, th- I don't think there's any other way of doing it. I, a lot of people have got the, the sacrifice in the goalkeeper, I see. Mm. Um, that's probably a sensible move because the yeah. goalkeepers have got a ceiling, haven't they? Especially in Dream Team. They don't, never seem to get mega points. Um, apart from Jose Sir. <laughs> well, yeah. Apart from the odd <laughs> outlier like that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Going back to Fergie's question, is like I always like to have it big on European. I like to punish myself midweek when Man City completely rotate the whole team, and you've put somebody in because you know he's played two games that week, and he comes on as a sub in Premier League, and he doesn't even play in Europe. You're kicking yourself, but I mean, I think players that are out of Europe in the so-called smaller teams like the Southamptons, the Everton's. They are going to be kind of like flashing the pans, and you've got to be on them as they as, as they hit mm-hmm. a bit of form, and you have to jump off them at the right time as well because they're not going to like Andros Townsend. We've said it the other week. We we slated him a little bit, and then he goes and he's got a little bit of a run. <laughs> but then if, if you're going to be bringing him in this week, I said this last week, <laughs> is he going to score again next week? I doubt it. He's not being Norwich every week, is he? That's the thing. He's on pens <laughs> yeah, now as he, well. But then Richarlison or, or Calvert-Lewin will be back shortly. He won't be on pens. He, he might not even get in the team. He'll be back on bench and, and then all of a sudden that's gone. It's about being on at the right time. Um, if you're on him at the right time, it's it's brilliant. But if you, you start to chase um, performances from the previous week, mm. it's, it's not going to work out. Absolutely. Um, I think you just have to stick by the players. I think Mares stung a lot of people last week. Um, when he played in the cup game and he, he got a bit of a haul 20 points was it? It was 20 points I thought we'd agreed not to discuss Mahrez uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just upsets me <laughs> But he's prime example he's prime example of you take somebody out and, and bang and he's he's probably the worst one for it Mahrez he's, he loves it um, Yeah for me European players mainly like I say, an enabler, a goalkeeper, or, or or one one defender, midfielder, just to give you give you that cash for the premiums. Would you reckon, Ben? Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, been covered it all there. Right, we got a Connor. Connor's asked a question: Are expensive defenders the way to go this year? Uh, he's he's not sure. There's many cheap defenders. Uh, are bringing in the points like other years. Uh, we touched on that, uh, James. Well, yeah, I think I think it is the way to go. To be honest, um, 
I I was doing some research earlier today, and that there there really isn't many cheaper defenders. He, he, like I said, if you, you we were given a budget earlier of two and a half million, nothing there's nothing yeah. there. Mm. If you move it to three million, there's nothing there. I think there's probably more value in the midfield, um, in the cheaper, slightly cheaper assets than there is at the back at the moment, which is unusual. It's usually the mm. other way around, but yeah. Yeah. at the moment, I'm not seeing anyone standing out hopefully some some good cheap defenders will emerge as the season goes on yeah got to keep an eye on those fixtures try and try and predict who that might be um but yeah i think big at the back is um probably the way to go at the moment yeah fergie yeah definitely and i think i think we're seeing a bit of like um we have a transition now from the start, you know, you know, from like the start of the season. Everyone kind of sets up their teams to try and get a really good start before then trying to move their team into what you know into this into this European kind of block. But in that time, I think I think this year it's been massively disrupted, obviously, by Ronaldo and Lukaku, which just completely blew the game up in terms of their prices, right? Because what are they? That's fourteen million if you wanted both of them off the bat. Yeah. And I think that the last month has been, right, how do we get those guys into mm. our team? I think that's been the priority. Whereas I think now the priority for me over the next, you know, we've got, we've got five transfers in October, five, five in November, it should be, right, now how do we, how do we use our transfers to get, you know, um, all those Chelsea and, and Man City yeah big expensive defenders in at the back because the problem is and we mentioned this last month is that if you don't get them in now they just they just keep on rising and they just get out of reach don't they so yeah. i think i think for me my like project now over the next week or two is to try and work out i think you know i think i'm taking out bruno i don't think he's going to be worth it you know with 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 ronaldo there um and his price i just you know i i, I don't think he offers the value if you I think actually, I, th- I think he's only scored. I think it's thirty-nine points this season. I want to say, um, but yeah, that includes is. a hat-trick on a hat-trick on the opening day. So he's only actually scored. What was it eleven points in the last since? Yeah, it's something not well, that. Really, it might be thirteen, but yeah, yeah um, in the last like not a lot, six odd games or whatever it is. So I don't think he's worth it. He de- you know, I can't can't see him scoring any more hat-tricks anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I'll be looking now. I've already got Rudiger and Trent, which I'm really, really happy with, but I'll, I'll be looking, you know, just for example, how to get Cancelo and maybe Aspilicueta into my team, Sharpish, you know, and, and maybe upgrade the keeper as well. Um, yeah. And then build it all through October and November so you can just kind of, you know, leave leave your team. I'm, I'm personally not not very tempted to look outside of Europe because... As we know, when Europe is in full swing, the points just come, you know, rolling in. And I think yeah. if we try and, and get off them and be a bit too clever, um, I think not only we miss out on points, but then we're wasting our transfers and those players just getting more and more expensive. So my project is now just to be right, get just get them in, get them in yeah. at all costs. Um, how about you guys? I totally agree with that. Yeah, that, it's interesting though because it's it's a bit of a change in strategy for someone like yourself. As I know, quite often you like to um, save your transfers till the end of the month to set yourself up in advance. But you can't afford to do that anymore, can you? Because these players, like you say, are just going to keep 
rising and rising. And if you don't get him in now, you you're not going to be able to. No, I think I think for my team personally, I've got one left for September. Um, so we're going to wait to see what happens this week's now in the Champions League, yeah. um, and see who's going to rise and who's going to drop. But my plan is probably to take out Bruno um, to move to I don't know maybe Aspilicueta, for example, and then use a trans and then use one or two of my early transfers in October then to to get to Cancelo. And if I've got enough, maybe the keeper as well. I want to get rid of Maguire because um, he's just, I don't know, United at the back. I, I, I think they have been unlucky, you know, a few like, a few deflected goals and bits and pieces, but um, he's not getting the ratings like he was last year at all yeah. either. And they're fixed to turn in as well soon. So um, if, if I can, I would love to be able to go Bruno, Maguire and Sanchez to something like I don't know, a Spilicueta, Cancelo, and Mendy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can do, you know, to do those exact moves, but that would give me um, a premium keeper, premium back four, three cheap mids, maybe. Even though I, re- I would like Grealish if I can, and then the, you know, and then the premiums up front. And I think that'd be that'd be all right, you know. And even though my rank isn't the best at the moment, I think, you know, I think it would help me slowly climb then. Yeah. Um, yeah, the plan at the moment. Sounds like a good plan to me. Ben? Uh, I had a quick jot down of the team I'd like, ideally, and it costs 62 million. (laughs) 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 So I'm not going to be getting that in a hurry. I'm going to have to use a couple of enablers, like we said. Yeah. Um, My my best team's on 54.9 million now. So... Gonna to have to try and find some money from somewhere. <laughs> Bucket couch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I need a wild card me for that team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, you never know. Kane's got this mirror on Thursday. Hopefully a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Point in my team. It's probably, yeah, Fernandez has got to go. Like Fergie said, I don't think he offers the same value as what he was without without Ronaldo there, especially yeah. now he's missed that penalty as well. You can you can see Ronaldo, a little, little uh, glint in his eye there. Yeah. That I, like I, said, I was going to say, that ball's still rising now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Jesus, it was a wild one. Wild <laughs> one. But, yeah, I'm sure... Uh, Ronaldo with fist pumping inside, he knows, he knows he's, <laughs> he's on penalties from now on. Um, I've got Semedo, who obviously I need to tidy up um, at the back. And I'm probably going to, I need in this certain team, I'm probably going to stick with Liverpool, uh, with Trent and Robertson. Uh, I'm probably going to either go, go for Chelsea with Mendy and, and um, either Aspio or Rudiger. I'd love Alonso. I just, I just know if I put Alonso in, he's going out the side. But every week that goes by, he's, he's so yeah. frustrating. He's such a good player to have in Dream Team and all other formats. He's a, he's a brilliant fancy football player. But you, you just know, don't you? It's your luck that when you put him in, he'll be off. He'll be off out of the team. But yeah, Cancelo. Love to get Cancelo in there. A, a he's danger. five and a half million at the moment, and he's going to rise again on Thursday. Yeah. That's the trouble, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's one of them. It's going to be a it's going to be tricky to get everything you want. Like Ben says, sixty-two million. You know, you're not going to be able to do that. But a couple of enablers and 
and we, we should uh, we should be able to get most of what we want. Um, right, team to look at here. Ian told in Hall. Um, he said he's looking at two changes that he definitely wants to make. Uh, is it worth taking Fernandez out? He's no transfers left. Hundred k in the bank. There is his team. I will stick it up on screen so everyone can see who's watching on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> what changes would you make to that, James? Um, well, I do think Fernandez is probably the best way to um, to free up some funds. Um, yeah. Um, Reese James as well, they're injured. Like I say, yeah, it's probably going to be long term. So, yeah, there's a few things I can, I can see there that uh, need addressing. So, Reese James and uh, Bertrand. Uh, well, and Shaw, to be fair, let's look at Shaw. Man yeah. United's fixtures are not so great. At the moment. And they'll be dropping in value again. Sure, might I don't know how long have we had an injury update on Shaw. I know he went off injured, didn't he? So, um, has anyone heard how long he's out for? I've not. No. So, I mean, yeah, I would. I think priority there is to um, make some changes in defence. I see he's got Willock in, in midfield as well. Um, he's not. He finished the last season scoring every every game didn't he didn't he have a run of the six or seven games where he scored yeah. but I think uh, he's done nothing so far this year Newcastle not looking great um, I think Willock was probably another one for the chopping block there yeah I think you're going to be using quite a few transfers there Ian you've got a lot to tidy up Fergie um, I can't see the strikers but um Sam Ronaldo Lukaku, mate. I'll just Sorry. leave them then. <laughs> but um I think I think for me, out of Shaw and James, I I personally think I am not sure, we haven't really heard anything yet on James. And oh, all right, James, you, you heard about it being a high sprain. Yeah. And how long that would take to recover. You walked we off, the off the club, have we? I suppose is the thing. We haven't, you know, had any kind of thing off the mm. club at all. It's yeah. just, it's. I've, I've seen, I've seen the tweet, and I think it's, you know, it's conjecture off a, I don't know, off a, off a doctor or a physio or something who's kind of watched it on match of the day. Yeah. If if it's you know six or seven weeks, then obviously you know it's it's time mm. to go. But if you bear in mind that you know we are about to enter um, an international break, so by the time the players. Um, return that will be three weeks already. So if it's three or four weeks, um, I'd be mm. tempted. I'd be tempted to hold on if we get news. And it, and uh, you know, and for a couple of reasons, I think um, Shaw's fixtures, United's fixtures, um, not looking good. I think James looks good. I also think if you sell James, you're going to find it hard to free the cash back up to get him back yeah. because he's yeah. so expensive. Um, and and you know, you probably. Wanted long term as well, so I think I think I would just hold on maybe on James because I do think he's a fantastic, you know, fantastic asset. So, personally, there the two moves I would probably make are, um, sh- uh, or I t- I take out Bruno to free up some funds. Um, I'd probably do Bruno and you know and Willock actually first, and then Shaw third out. I'd probably do. Um, you've got your enabler in Bertrand, who's incredibly cheap. So I think you're all right for an enabler. You know, and then look at look at you know some of the other players you mentioned. I I personally be looking at players like Grealish, Cancelo, Spilicueta, players like yeah. that if you can afford them. Personally, yeah. Ben. Yeah, 
like you just said, Willock, Fernandez looks like he's you don't really need him if uh, you've got Ronaldo now, and uh, he'll free up a lot of cash. Sure, it, United's fixtures are terrible, and they're not keeping clean sheets. So they've had yeah. that nice run of fixtures at start of the season, didn't they? Mm. It did. They had a yeah. big block, and they've done nothing with it. Yeah. I doubled up on them for that block and they've done absolutely nothing. They've had, they've had one, I think I can remember one week, I can't remember who they beat with Maguire and, I had Maguire and Juan Bissaka, they've both scored eight points each. And But other than that, they've done absolutely nothing. Yeah. Awful. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Good point you make with the international break as well. Obviously coming after the first week in October, uh, gives a bit of breathing space. And then if James, yeah, if, if it is only three to four weeks, you might. Only miss a couple of games with him, and then he, like you say, if you spend the money elsewhere, it's it's a nightmare. It's gone. You're not be able to uh, to get him back, are you really? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, keep an eye on that uh, James injury news, as with the Shaw news. Although Shaw should really exit your team anyway. Um, interested to see what happens with Torres now. Obviously, with KDB back, Foden's back. Um, is he going to be play KDB more as false nine, and Torres is going to miss out? See, it's gonna be interesting to see that one. Uh, he might be needing ship shipping off soon. Um, Amon Tatler will double all seven. Jaden Sancho come good as he's looking at differentials in midfield. Personally, like I say about the fixtures for United, I won't go any, anywhere near any United players. Um, obviously, you keep Ronaldo up top, but for me, Jaden Sancho's looked pretty, pretty average. Every time I've seen him, he's not he's not done much. Um, but on to you guys, James, what do you reckon, mate? Well, I look. I, I was looking at his Premier League minutes earlier, and he's he's played 199 minutes so far in six six fixtures. Um, that's he's averaging 33 minutes a game. Um, he's not he's not getting the game time. He's not looking great when he's on the pitch. Um, I would certain I would be with the fixtures as well. I'd be steering clear. I mean, he's yeah. certainly one to watch. He's got he's got talent, that boy. Uh, he's only three and a half million. Um, I wouldn't. I'd like to. I'd need to see some upturn in form before I went anywhere near him. But um, one to watch, but not definitely not not one to bring in at the moment. I'd say. Do you prefer someone like Silver two point eight, Bernardo Silva at City? Hmm. If you're looking at differentials or someone cheaper, a cheaper option, you, somebody who's probably going to play more, most most games, one out of the two usually each week, and he's doing a little bit. Um, and we know we we know he, he could score a couple in a game. He he's he's, like, he's done that over the last few seasons. Fergie, what do you reckon about Sancho? No, not not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for me at the moment. You know, I'm sure he's a fantastic player. I'm sure he'd be really good for United in the years to come. But not not yet. I know. You know, he's like he's just not getting the game time. And even when he is getting the game time, he's he's not dangerous, is he? So yeah, I think I think I go for Silver. Probably, you know, they, they they're just gonna share all the minutes still, right? And um, yeah. you, you know, it it always happens with Man City. Um, it happens all the time. If you remember. Foden last year. I had Foden for most of last year, and he barely he barely played a Premier League minute in the first half of the season. But he was getting yeah. all his points in the Carabao Cup and the Champions League because they just all all share the minutes, so they're all going to get minutes. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I I think silver is probably the one for me there. But I think I think my three. So so I've got um, I've got Ben Rama, um, Torres. Well, I, I'm 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 still happy with it all. Honestly, I think you know I think you get minutes still. Uh, I mean, he, he he scored last week, right? And he got his eight points. He got a rise off the back of it as well. Yeah, um, true. And I've got Adama still, who obviously <laughs> he didn't get his seven this week, but his fixtures are good. I I probably not. I I personally wouldn't concentrate on using my transfers trying to find differential midfielders. I'd probably try and use use my transfers to get towards the team you want. You know. And not yeah. not really folks differentials per se. I think it's a bit early for that. But yeah. Bernardo Silver, if I had to say anyone. Um, we just lost our clean sheet for Sanchez as well, whoever's got right. Whoever's got uh, Sanchez. Who scored? Saha Penn right on half time. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That hurts my FBL team more than ever. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Go on, Ben, what do you reckon? Sancho. I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in now with them fixtures, and he's not really playing, is he, at the moment? So no, it's no. a resounding no, that isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, struggling a little bit, United. Shout out for uh, M. Bumo though, one point seven million differential, in yeah. playing up front as well, and uh, Brentford looked really good attackingly, attacking wise, and they've got decent fixtures. Uh, Couple of difficult ones to start with, but then after that, I think they could win pretty much all of them games, especially at home. Look really good at home. I mean, they're giving everyone the game, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're looking very good, Brentford. Very good team last year at Championship. They've built that over probably six or seven years of playing very good football. Mm. It's been instilled in them. Um, yeah, good side. Right, next question. Is it worth making your transfers before the international break in October at the risk of the players you're putting getting injured being as they're only one game that's from Ronaldo 9 um, it's a good question um, using them early and, and then risking them going away for the internationals and well Fergie what do you think of that mate? Yeah I think it is um, a really good idea you know I always value having um, having as much information as possible when using the transfers over you know over a couple of points and actually if we look at the at the way the fixtures fall, then it actually turns quite a, a long month into quite a short month because Saturday's the 16th of October and there's only um, two or three weekends then until the end of the month we can use our transfers. So um, I also think the fact that City and Liverpool play each other on that opening weekend will likely cancel each other out. I think the only one, you know, potentially really missing out on then um, are Chelsea. But then if you are thinking of getting rid of Bruno anyway. He is home to Everton, which isn't the worst fixture. So I definitely think there's merit there. It depends It depends how disciplined you are because I'm certainly going to be tempted, mainly because the price is more than anything, because the rise is just going up and down you know, all the time. But I think there's yeah. definitely a merit in that plan for sure. Yeah, Ben? What, what yeah, are you I, I totally agree with what you just said there. It, it, it's... Uh... One game week and Chelsea, the only ones for me that have a nice fixture. So if you want to get on the Chelsea defenders, it's probably worth jumping on there. But apart from that, um, try and keep some back for after the international break. Yeah. In case there's anything to tidy up. Yeah. Any injuries. It's only one game, isn't it? So. Yeah. 
you know, and, and for those who are chasing as well as opposed to leading, you know, it's very it, it can change really, really fast as well in terms of if you're leading and, you know, you use all your transfer to try and get more ahead and then your team gets kind of decimated over, yeah. over the international break. It only takes a couple of weeks for those who are chasing have been more disciplined to kind of, of you know, of catch up. So, you know, I think yeah. there's this hope, hope for both ends there and there. Yeah, definitely. Would you reckon, James? Nothing to add on that really, apart from, you know, I, I always tend to try and keep one or two transfers back to the end, towards the end of the month, just in case there's injuries. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think every, I agree with what Fergie and uh, Ben have said, basically. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, FBL reaction, Louis. All right, lads, best teams and players to target in October. Um, we've gone over a lot of the uh, yeah. players, the teams. Uh, is there any any teams you f- think we could throw out there, good fixtures that we haven't mentioned? Uh, anybody? I think we just, uh, well, quickly run over it. Uh, Tottenham's got a nice run of fixtures. Um, West Ham. Chelsea, obviously, Man City's decent fixtures, and like I said before, Arsenal's got five fixtures next month. Yeah, decent. what do you think? I think, Leicester, I think? I think I think maybe add Leicester just in terms of you know yeah, if if they can turn it around. Me yeah. being me being a Leicester fan, I'm, I'm <laughs> staying, I watch them every week, so I'm staying away from them now. I'm probably getting rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Are they not looking good at all? Are they? Are there no kind of green shoots of promise? No. Well, he needs to get Ian Acho in the team, doesn't he? He's yeah. Not playing him. Yeah. As soon as he come on on Saturday, he changed the game. I can't believe he dropped him because uh, I think we said at the start of the season, like surely the way he performed the back end of the season, he was a standout player in yeah. the whole league, wasn't he? You know, yeah. and you'd have thought it would have, have been his spot to lose. I find it absolutely incredible the the fall from grace. Yeah, and he and he came on. Didn't he at, um, at Wembley and, and scored yeah. as well? He, he scored the pen, so you know it's just yeah. it's bizarre, absolutely crazy. Yeah, as soon as Barnes came back, he put him straight back in, and then he went back to three at the front, uh, one centre forward and two like wingers. But um, when uh, Yanacho was playing, he was playing like the front two, but he was playing as like the we had a bit of a free role to drift yeah. around Yanacho. But I think he needs to bring him back into the side personally. I think the only other thing kind of worth mentioning there is Man United are the only team out of all the European teams that are out of the Carabao Cup as well. And there's yeah. obviously a fixture set there at the end of October. Just another thing to against against United, I suppose. Their fixtures are horrible and they're yeah. out of the Carabao Cup. So I think, you know, I think they're the team to team to sell personally. Yeah, definitely. Moving away from them, I mean they've already lost all their value as well. No, no, it's not the best time to be selling them. To be fair, in, in some of the squads, but yeah, it's it's gonna have to be done. Like you said, the fixtures aren't gonna help them out in that sense. They could be as low as two million by the time it comes. A lot around, of people, so. a lot of people have to hold on because they can't afford yeah. to sell them. Yeah, once you've lost wait, the value in the team, yeah, and just wait for the fixtures to turn and the team to perform better because they will come round. Yeah. When they turn, and I noticed Wan Bissaka is only like three at the moment, and he'll, you know, I expect he'll go down again soon. I think, yeah. I think once they do turn, if you can get him for like a two point five or two point six, he's going to be an absolute steal when they fix his turn, aren't they? Yeah. The interesting one for me for United is is Ronaldo, you know, because we've all talked about enablers and 
and this and that. Mm. Ronaldo to Antonio, um, you know, you know, obviously, you know, he's he's been in absolutely incredible form. Mm. Um, he's got the fixtures. He's in Europe. I don't think he plays every game, but you know, I think I think he plays most games. Do you think that the saving there of of three, three million, million as, yeah. what is at the moment, is you know, is a is a viable sort of tactic this month? I've been thinking about that one myself, to be honest. I mean, Ronaldo's fixtures aren't brilliant. Um, Antonio's on great form; doesn't look to be um, dropping off anytime soon. I mean, he's full of confidence. He's four point four million. It's a hell of a saving what you can invest elsewhere. The only problem, of course, is if you do want to get back on Ronaldo in what November or something, you're going to have to do a lot of surgery again, aren't you? To to do to make that move, but there's so much value. He's probably the best at 4.4 million. Antonio is probably the best value player in the game, isn't he? And we're missing a lot of us are missing out on him. I've got him in a few sites, but not my dream team tonic one. Yeah, I think he's 4.8 now, but um, yeah, he's uh, his legs seem to be holding out this season, don't they? <laughs> I think he's had a bit of a re- regime during the summer and trained his body. Got his strengthened his body up. Mm. He played in the Europa League as well, didn't he? Scored in that as well when he yeah. was suspended in the league. Yeah, I moved off him when he, he got that red card, didn't mm. he? I thought he's going down in value. Yeah. Then he played in the midweek game. Yeah, exactly. He ended up going up in value, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah, crazy. That's the thing as well. Like you just said about Ronaldo, if Ronaldo doesn't perform one week, he will go down point three straight away. Mm-hmm. Because he's so high in value, but, yeah. uh, Antonio probably will jump up more because he's so low in value. If he does have a good week, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the higher the value, the more projected points they're meant to get. Yeah, um, yeah, it affects it quite quite big. Yeah, I think the like Premier Ke- League fixtures. I think I think you could sell because after Everton, they they got Leicester away. Then they've got Liverpool, Spurs, and Man City. So I think you know I think you could get away with them against them. It's the Champions League games. He's so he's so good, isn't he? And they play yeah. Atlanta um, home and away and uh, Villarreal. Mm. I think uh, you know at home as well. And he's just so so good in the Champions League. And they, you know you wouldn't be surprised if he if he scored a brace or a hat trick. You know in one of those yeah. games is so Definitely. so tough. Yeah. Um, but that's this risk risk reward, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be scary watching a game and not having him in. Oof, horrible. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, you won't feel as much dread with Antonio if you're watching Antonio without having him in. But he's he's been good so far. But is he due an injury? Is he? <laughs> now we jump on to Ray's team. Uh, he's got 1.4 million with four transfers left. Uh, straight out of the book of Fergie. 27th of September, is it today? Still got four transfers left to, and he's had a very good start. He's up in two hundred thirteenth place, four hundred twenty-six points. So very, very solid. I like his um, team. Yeah, his team's pretty decent as well. To be fair, though. he's got he's got most of it covered. Yeah, uh, obviously got... with Sar and Rafinha. Um, yeah, he's got obviously some some of the near boys there for him. And they're they're like talismans of the teams they play for as well. So yeah, they're quite good players to have in. One mistake I made last year, right at the end, was I had two transfers left at the end of April. 
when I was top and I used the transfers when I didn't have to and they cost me points. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, and obviously saying to Ray, burn burn your four transfers, right? But if, you know, I'd, I'd personally, I'd get rid of Shaw there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's one kind of yeah. definite move. I'd be tempted maybe, you know, even though Sarah and Rafinha have performed really well and I think they could potentially continue to perform really well, I'd be tempted to move on off one of those anyway, you know, maybe onto a city midfielder, for example, maybe Grealish if you can, you know, or someone like that. But I wouldn't be scared of burning a transfer or two. And I say I say that from experience because it yeah. cost me. I think I think I took out Mares. you know, when he scored the two goals in the Champions mm-hmm. League semi-final, was it, or something? And yeah. I took him out for someone else because I just felt I had to use the transfers. Yeah. And that, that hurt. And if that, you know, if that had to cost me the win at the end, well, I would have been absolutely sick. <laughs> Thankfully, I had enough of a lead yeah. to hold on. But, you know, you, 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 you don't have, have to use them. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think sure out for me. Um, I'd probably get a Chelsea defender because you've already got Diaz yeah. and Edison. So I'd probably go for Aspilicueta there personally. Um, yeah. And the other two, I, I think if I could, I'd probably take either Saar or, or you know, or Rafinha. I'd probably take out Saar because Rafinha's fixtures um, are pretty good for for a while still. I'd try and upgrade Saar. Um, but, you know, obviously see how the week plays out as well. Um, you know, and look at the rise and falls. Have you guys got any any advice for him? Because he's in, a, he's in a really good spot there, isn't he? He is. He's got a very good start. Um, same. Shot out. Um I'd probably, yeah, <clears throat> Chelsea. If you've got the balls, Alonso. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> safer option, though, probably as for Quetta because obviously with James's injury as well, yeah. he's probably going to be more nailed on that side. Um, he probably won't be rested much either over the next few weeks if he is injured. So, Asp is obviously a safer option. It'd be nice if you could get Cancelo, but for the money, probably not going to be able to manage that. Um, what about yeah. the goalie? You could take the take the money out of the goalie. He's got enough transfers to yeah. if you wanted to downgrade that and downgrade Edison and upgrade Shaw, which then make it easier for him to upgrade Saar or Rafinha yeah, yeah. to yeah. a city midfielder. Like you say, the ceilings on keepers, they're not going to score you much. He's going to play most games, Edison. Probably going to get a hell of a lot of clean sheets, but he's not going to score like the likes of Cancelo or, say, a De Bruyne or a Grealish. Well, We'll do in the middle of the park. But yeah, it's a very good start, very good team to be fair. Um he's 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 managed to get I extract them points from Sara Rafinha at the right time. And obviously that shot him up the table. Good differentials there. What do you reckon, James? I mean, yeah, um I think you've covered it there. I, I would be getting rid of Shaw for a Chelsea defender. Um getting getting rid of one of those two Either Rafinha or or, or Saar because you you do want more players playing in Europe if you can. But yeah, I mean, I, I, when I looked at the side, I thought that's a great side, and you've got four transfers <laughs> left. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the only ob- the only clear and obvious move is sure to a Chelsea defender, probably Aspilicueta. Yeah, he's got four hundred twenty six points as well, so he must be doing really well. 
Wow. That's insane. Oh, 200, he's 213th on the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's flying. Absolutely flying. Yeah. The only thing I'd say about, about the keeper as well is, it's, it's more, again, it was, it's more an observation for last year, but because Man City's defence is so good, mm. Edison doesn't often get ratings either. He, yeah. If, if, if keep a clean yeah. sheet, he sticks to five. Whereas Mendy, because he makes quite a few saves, um, gets, mm. you know, I know Mendy's more, but that is a bit of a blot against Edison. Is that even when they keep a clean sheet, he really gets ratings. <clears throat> Yeah, he always yeah. seems to sit on five. Uh, next one. Good start anyway, Ray. Oh, well, amazing mate. start. Yeah. Well played, mate. Uh, Lee. Lee Hooper, dreadful weekend for me. Chelsea have sitting the defence to be on. And any good defence, everyone's talking about defences, aren't they? <laughs> They're all flying through these questions. I'm sure, Lee, we've probably covered a lot of the defence uh, options. Uh, probably some of the cheaper sides. If you had to choose one, lads... Who would you be on for this month? Chelsea or City? Chelsea for me. Um, Man City got um, Liverpool next, haven't they, for the first starters? But uh, I, Chelsea just um, seem to be rock solid. Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea for me, sadly. And me as well, yeah. Boring, boring, but. Yeah, yeah all for <laughs> Chelsea. Um, don't change out that result at the weekend. City 1 0 win. They're always going to be a 1 0 either way, that one, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, City's got City's got good good run of fixtures after Liverpool as well, so don't discount them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Phantom Mantle, he's not got a question. He just wanted to say thanks for the Cancelo tip a few weeks ago. First time playing Sun Dream Team, and he's golden. <laughs> you get used to his points. Um, James has been on. Chelsea have an easy run of games. Is it worth sacrificing the likes of Ronaldo, Salah, Bruno or Kane for the budget for a Chelsea defender or two? Struggling to see anyone else bar defenders or Lukaku worthy within that Chelsea side. It's a very good point it brings about uh, the Chelsea side because there's nobody that's a decent option in midfield. Obviously Mount out injured uh, who's just a steady player. There's no one in that midfield bracket that's explosive enough like a Mahrez mm-hmm. or a a De Bruyne that's going to get you a big no, haul. No. Um, but what do you what do you guys reckon? Is it worth? Is it in your mind to take out a Ronaldo or a, not? Obviously not a Salah. Probably wouldn't a Kane to fund them them uh, that Chelsea block or City block. Uh, James. Well, yeah. As I said earlier, I've been thinking about it. Man United's fixtures aren't brilliant. Um, if I had to sacrifice one of the, I mean, I don't have Kane. I don't think Kane is. I think um, the best bunk three is Ronaldo, Salah, and Bruno and um, uh, Lukaku. Um, but um, if I had to sacrifice one, um, it, it would be Ronaldo. Uh, and like we said earlier, Antonio is doing so well at the moment. He could offer a, he could be a cheaper alternative to help free up some funds. So yeah, um, it's certainly worth thinking about. Yeah, Fergie. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely wait though until you know after United have, have played Everton first, and wait until and you know until the international break because you never know with say injuries and COVID, your decision may be made for you then, and that obviously that makes things much much easier. You don't want to be using them early, and then you know Salah Salah gets a knock, for example, or you know or, or Lukaku gets a knock, and then you're struggling to get Ronaldo back in because they've got the knock and stuff. So I think yeah. it's always worth. Waiting, so I w- I'd wait until the internationals are over and we're really, really clear, and then you've got your your plan for the month. But I do think Ronaldo out, um, 
you know, obviously while it has risk, as long as you understand the risks and, <laughs> and you know, you make a decision as such, then, you know, I, I do think it's, you know, it's a viable strategy, especially, you know, if you're going down to something like Antonio, who is in the, you know, who's in the form of his life. Yeah, definitely. Ben? Yeah. Uh, out of them, out of them four, I'll try and get rid of Bruno first. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah unless you, if you've got Kane and Bruno, uh, Kane's fixtures are decent, but he was terrible yesterday, wasn't he? Um. Yeah. So between Bruno and Kane for me, Kane's very expensive. So you'd probably be able to uh, move a lot of funds around if you take Kane out and go to Antonio. Antonio looks amazing at the minute. Just beast mode yeah. at the moment, isn't he? He is. He just seems to be bagging every game. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd yeah jumping on the Chelsea train, like last season, eh, Tony? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, be interested to see. I mean, the fixtures are too good to ignore with Chelsea. Them, them clean sheets are sure going to just roll in. All I can see is points, points, points. Um, but yeah, there, there isn't much as the way of midfielders like CH and uh, Mount. Obviously, they put Havertz up top as a mm. as a forward. Um, yeah, Steve Cheeks been on. He's also had a very good start in Dream Team. Uh, midfielders seem to be the hard harder to score points from with so much rotation with European playing teams, especially midfield. Is it viable option to pick on form guaranteed starter? Guaranteed starting midfielders from non-European playing teams, i.e. Saar, Townsend, Rafinha. Well, we've just seen from Ray's team, <laughs> he's obviously had a good start. He's got Saar and Rafinha on his, his side and it's it's served him well. Um, I think we touched on it earlier about jumping on players uh, that aren't playing in Europe. It's not for me, not for me personally, but I any mean, of you lads got a difference of opinion there. James, well, I think um, I think it's perfectly. I I think I'm, I might end up with one one non-European asset because there's some there's some reasonably good players as enablers in in you know in, in the lower budget if you like. Um, I wouldn't have any more than one, but I don't. I think if you get the right one, like like um St- like Steve's saying, there's so much rotation going on. Yeah. Um, you might be playing the same. If you pick pick a talisman from a, a non-European side, he might be playing the same number of games, minus the if you take a, take the rotation in, into account. So yeah, I don't definitely. think we should discount that as an option. I think, but I, well, I would only do it with maybe one player though. Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah, I totally agree. I think you covered it all there. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I would probably be a bit. A bit less inclined. I've, I've got a Dharma, just purely because he is a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the only reason. I, I just personally, you know, if you, it just, it's, it's not so much now. It's, it's more in October, November. I think is when the, you know, is when the big teams just settle into their rhythm, you know, and the. Um, I personally just like to see my players have the opportunity of playing twice instead of once and because mm. they're better teams they keep more clean sheets so they score more goals so i think yeah. i'm probably a bit more inclined to um you know i've only i've only got a dharma because because of 
because of his price and nothing else. You know, I bought him. I bought him quite cheap, um, but I'll be you know looking to ship on when I can to a European playing player. But that's just personal preference. It's obviously what worked well for me last season. Yeah, definitely. Right. That's all the questions got through. The mini league top ten. James, you want to do the honours this week, mate? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so in in joint tenth, we've got Stephen Williams and Peter Crawley. Crawley. In joint eighth, we've got Mick Byram. Uh, he's a favourite from last year. Uh, there's there's not um, looking at the list. There's not many. Uh, I don't recognise many names, but um, Mick Byram was up there last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I remember having a bit of a battle with him uh, <laughs> in the mini league. Uh, yeah, so in joint, joint eighth, we've got uh, Mick Byram and uh, Cal Gregg. In seventh, we've got Martin Burke. Sixth, we've got Matthew Westwood. Fifth, Niles Koopman. Fourth, Jonathan Perrett. Third, Chris Rudd. Second, Alex Cole. And in number one place, we have Jonathan Perrett. New leader. <laughs> yep, two in the top four there for Jonathan Parrott, 4-3-3, <clears throat> which must put him very close to the top 100, that, I'd guess, the whole thing. I would think so, with that score. Yeah. Great, some great scorers on there. So, f- fair play. Well done, Jonathan. Uh, let's, have a, let's have a laugh. Let's go <laughs> to the differential league. Uh, I feel like I'm... Going to be butter these jokes again, <laughs> but <laughs> I've got more. I've got more laughing faces next to my score. Yeah. But... So when I when I updated the uh, our uh, our notes for the pod, I'm I may have put in a few uh, laughing smileys next to some of the lower scores. <laughs> so let's we'll be honest, though, so none of them are very good, are they? <laughs> well, well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Fergie. Yeah, they're all. Uh... They're all uh, leaving a lot to be desired, to be fair. The community, uh, Pick Yotta, they're on 17 points. James, Robertson, sound pick. You were the, you were the last pick, weren't you? I was the last pick, yeah. There was you... there was slim pickings. Um, <laughs> and it, I wouldn't normally go for a defender, but um, I just felt he was the best of a bad bunch, really. Yeah, very solid. 14 points for Robertson so far. Fergie, cheat code, enabled, Triori. 11 points. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not part of him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and then Ben Greenwood. Yeah. You picked him at the wrong time. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's took his place, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So you got yourself three points so far. Yeah. And I'm sat there at the bottom. Havertz, zero points. <laughs> Which takes my grand total for nearly two months to three points, I think it is. Uh, we'll update that that league at the end of the month. But uh, I think it's harder to score no points than to score points <laughs> and to pick a player. To, like in, like if you said pick a player to score zero points, who's got a realistic That's chance true. of playing? Yeah, it, that'd yeah. be hard to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you had to pick a playing player, someone who would definitely exactly. play. Because I don't think Havertz hasn't missed a game, has he? He's played both games. He didn't play on the weekend. No, yeah. no, he didn't start on the weekend. Or did he not? No. Right. Well then. You deserve your own award there, Tom, for that, to be honest. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Full of crap picks so far. It's got to change around. It's got to change around. It's top players, you've got to hit form at some it's point. Hard, it's they? hard picking it for the month, though, isn't it? You've got to... 
have a proper think about it. Yeah. It's easy yeah. just going, oh, I'll pick this player this week and then pick a different one next week. I think your player should be banned if he hits over 10% within that month as well. <laughs> if he hits over 10% on, then you, you're disqualified. But yeah, so that's the differential for, so far. I'll update the uh, total league, league table after the midweek games. I'll put it up on Twitter and up on the website. Um, if you've not grabbed yourself a case of ale yet, get the dream, uh, beer52.com slash tonic. Get yourself a free case of beer. Just pay delivery, £5.95. Um, loving the beer. Um, get to the website, dreamteamtonic.com. Uh, read our blogs on there from Reem and FPL. Connor does his Dream Team blog. We've got Reese and Steve with the Sky Fantasy Football blogs and Mike with his fan team blog. Um, all the tools and stuff we use. Um, it's a fantasy football hub. Uh, cracking site. Uh, a lot of stuff on there. That you, you need to be a top player. Um, obviously, Fergie, all your blogs are on there, mate, and your team reveals. Uh, get yourself signed up. Uh, it's been great to have you on, Fergie. I know, obviously, you're in a bit rough, mate, and coming after yesterday's result as well. Oh, um, I'm just stopping short and congratulating Arsenal because we don't have any Arsenal fans that listen anymore. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it would be nice, but it's, it's well earned. You've had a rough week, mate. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the thanks for the patience when I uh, I lost uh, I lost my mind a couple of times halfway through. Or I lost my train of thought. I really, really, really appreciate it. But but um, great to be on as usual. And you know, I, I always come away with these pods. So you know, some really good ideas for the next month as well. You know, so uh, thanks to you and thanks to all the listeners and watchers as well. I really appreciate yeah. it. Cheers, Bob. Right, guys. We'll speak to you next week. See you later. See you later. Cheers. See you soon. Bye.